Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. I'm Brent. And today we're going to talk about the Three Stooges. But before we do, uh, I've got some feedback here. Uh, first bit of feedback comes from our newest uh, Patreon supporter, Lauren Giroux. Uh, he says, I totally share John's feelings regarding Stardust. Slick looking, frantic action, but essentially an Asteroids clone with a layer of polish. The gameplay does not extend the original concept enough, as John mentioned. Do you, you know why I picked this episode, or this, this email? He's basically saying that everything <laughs> I said was correct. Um, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> the, the shopping system showing so late hints that the developers lacked experience. I don't know about that. Team 17 had been in the game for a while. But uh, like Shadow of the Beast, and it was Team, or no, this was Bloodlust or whatever, right? Or Blood Bloodhouse. Uh huh. Yeah. So they maybe they were new to the game. Um, like they, did, they didn't have much. Yeah, like Shadow of the Beast or Lionheart. Merged. Like Shadow of the Beast or Lionheart. Lionheart. It's a nice tech demo, but lacks substance. Um, That's harsh. Yeah, and he also had some interesting, uh, interesting thoughts about where he, he filled us in about the STE. We talked about the STE, the Atari STE last week. Right. We weren't sure where it fell in the timeline. No. He said it inherits the TT's blitter, which the TT was the model that came out before, but has some unique features. Uh, it's got a 4,096 color palette, hardware scrolling, and sample-based audio like the Amiga. So it basically gave the ST Amiga 500 capabilities, but it came too late. Uh, little too little, too late. I wonder how many of those were sold. I can't. It could not have been. I've never heard of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not an Atari aficionado, but I know a thing or two. Right. Have you ever heard of that before? No, that no, one? No, not really. I mean, the only time maybe just reading about it in Retro Gamer, but that's it. Uh, now, Paul Kitching came to us from a different viewpoint. Which he, one? This is Paul Kitching, <laughs> uh, not of Viva Amiga fame, but of the Bedrooms to Billions fame. Okay. Uh, he said that we were too harsh on the game, and that. Um, if you use the space bar, you've got different weapons, and that, that makes things a little bit more exciting. He also said that uh, the tunnel level that we did, the reason why it was so hard is because it was the last tunnel level of the game, and the earlier tunnel levels aren't so bad. The uh, truth of the matter is I feel like a, a jackass about the whole space bar thing, because I remember playing this back in the day and absolutely had multiple weapons. I totally had been playing it without them. So, yeah, there you go. That's what 20 years does to you. Yeah. But uh, I did go back and replay the game with the space bar. I put in some codes and did some different things. And it is a more fun experience, definitely, with those extra weapons. So look for that going up on the site pretty soon on the YouTube channel. Um, news. So, Aaron, last week we lamented the fact that the company <coughs> is no longer uh, there. Mm. Uh, I actually translated what was up there uh, on the site, that Latin phrase, yeah. and it translated to, he who seeks finds. So maybe uh, he took down the site but is going to be bringing it back later in a different way, in a different place. Or maybe it's somewhere out there now. It's, yeah. No yeah. one knows. Hidden. So, um, but in its place, uh, I followed some links on Indie Retro News, our favorite site. Mm -hmm. And um, there's actually a site called GamesNostalgia.com. All right. And they have a bunch of games, not as many as the company, but all their games, I'm pretty sure, work on Windows, Windows 8, Windows 10. Mm -hmm. uh, GamesNostalgia.com. Uh, just click on Amiga, and they have a bunch of these EXE wrapper. Is it games. the same? Is it done by the same outfit? Is it, are they the same files from the company, or are they in their own? You know. That's a good question. It's hard to see. I haven't. I, well, the company, they're watermarked. You know, you double click on the EXE, it comes up the company. So, yeah. Um, we're going to have to investigate. That's further. good news. At least, no matter who made it, links are there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for news this week? Uh, just a couple little items. Um, I saw that a, uh, it's funny, this uh, this news came around. I'm not even sure where I picked it up. But an old Amiga game, this is, I, I'm trying to, the best way to describe this. There was an Amiga version of Ghosts and Goblins. Okay, everybody remembers that, mm -hmm. the Capcom Classic. Um, the cracked version of it had introduced things into the game that screwed it up, right? So, 
uh, an outfit has released a new cracked version that works. So, I think that's good, despite the fact that it's cracked. Again, this, we're going down this wacky road. I, I, I read your little article you did on piracy, right? I, I thought about this quite a bit. And, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, we always get in this weird area on the show where I'm like, can I talk about this? Am I going to look like a jerk? You know, it's the Amiga died so many years ago. All this stuff, you know, I don't see a problem with it. I'll be honest with you. So I'm not going to address the, the gray area stuff anymore. I'm just going to tell you what it is. If you're morally against it, and that's cool, just don't download it. I think that's a great, great right. tack to take. That said, uh, if you want to play Ghost, Ghosts and Goblins, the cracked version that where the crack is properly executed and the game doesn't screw up, we'll link it up for you. Uh, it uh, it looks good. I'll watch a video of it. Um, there's a new uh, retro platform that's coming out. It's called same actually same outfit. That's the one the uh, Ghosts and Goblins. It's called uh, Squarex. Four, I think S Q R X Z four. Wow, that's a lot of consonants. Yeah, um, this I've not played or tried, uh, but uh, it was getting a lot of good uh, hype. So it's it's probably it looks halfway decent from what I read. So you know someone out there can try it. I'll probably give it a shot this week when I get a spare moment. So uh, so those things are going on. Really, not much else. They I saw they released a new revision for the uh, Vampire Two. Uh, that added some stuff. It took away a few things that were causing problems. Oh, that's great. And uh, again, it looks, they added faster IDE support, among other things. It looks sharp. Uh, is so, this, this, is, this is just a software revision or firmware update, Well, right? what? yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the Vampire 2 at its foundation is a programmable array. So they're they're basically reprogramming the, the chip. For Making it more purposes. efficient. For... And so that's how they've added HDMI. That's why they added all this hardware that they knew they'd get around to. Mm. And man, I'm licking my chops to uh, to get hold of to get hold of uh, some of this stuff. Uh, they've also I found a couple wacky things. I guess they're Amiga related. If you have a if you're a, someone that doesn't have an Amiga, uh, they have ported uh, Cannon Fodder to the PC, and you can and uh, I guess the PC never got a release of Cannon Fodder, uh, uh, or or maybe it was a substandard release because mm -hmm. they've ported over the Amiga version. Uh, they've also ported over a game called Rough and Tumble. That okay, both of those things that you're talking about, yeah, uh, you're looking at the same links that I was. Well, what both those things are are exe wrappers of WinUAE and Amiga. Oh, is that what? The, that's what I thought they mm -hmm. were. They've 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 made them executable. But again, I'm guessing that the PC didn't because Rough and Tumble. I believe it's like a platforming game. I've never. Played I don't know, it. but I know that Cannon Fodder definitely got a PC release because yeah. I used to own it. The uh, oh really? Yeah. For the PC, how did yeah. it play? Do you remember? It plays. Yeah, it's the same game. It's exactly yeah. the same. I, got, I had the CD-ROM version. So this is probably like a convenience release. Or yeah. If you want to play the if Amiga you want to play experience. the Amiga version without an emulator, yeah. It mentioned there. it mentioned they were UAE based, so I assume that they that was something to do with yeah. some kind of emulation. So I guess porting is not the best way to put it, but they've. And I think the company, I know the company has a release of Kenneth Porter because I've played it. Yeah, so maybe this so, is just somebody else's version yeah. of doing whatever they do. Uh, and, it, and I know the company's version works on Windows 8, cause, or 7 or 8, because I've played on there too. Mm -hmm. So there's an another one. Rough and Tumble, I've heard a lot about that. We have to give that a shot. I think it, it sounds like a mascot platformer. you got Rough, he's a cat, Tumble. He's a hedgehog. He's a cat? I don't I, know. I'm making things up. <laughs> it's, it's my design doc. You in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A cat and a hedgehog. No, no dog, no mouse. Interesting direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why you're not a game designer, Boat. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you got anything else? Or are we ready to dive right into our, our main topic? Unless you've got any other feedback or and any, did anyone hang us up to dry on the... Uh, Stardust. Well, like I said, Paul. Aside from Paul. Paul. No, it was, uh, you know, our two main our two main feedbacks were from Laurent. Laurent, I think that's how you say it. He sent me an email with some tips. I'm trying to incorporate them. You, you mean tips on pronouncing yeah, his name? Yeah, that's really the hardest thing about this podcast. Oh, <laughs> I do have more news. Let's talk about my new toy. Okay. I got uh, a close-up cam. It's not available right now. Yeah. Look, everyone. I got a Game Gear for five dollars uh, from a flea market. The guy said it didn't work, and guess what? It does work. The guy did not have the contrast turned up. <laughs> so um, this is sort of... Now see, he's going to see this, and now mm -hmm. he's going to want more money. No, it's too late now. I like any kind of handheld that has um, six AA batteries. Right. You get Bo about 30 minutes. You can't see this, but both the battery covers are here. 
and uh, uh, it and it works. It, it, it doesn't it, seem like it's working. Right well, now. these you know these old things you have to kind of have to kind of mess around with a little bit. Bad boy for a second while you talk. And uh, uh, it's fun. I've played with it, and uh, you can get there's actually a multi cart for it. Uh, the games I bought, I bought the games separately. I got uh, Mortal Kombat 2 and Super Columns. Oh. Right? And Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I've heard this is not very good. It was a, No, Sonic 2 for the Game no, Gear for, is actually great. I've heard this is the worst of the Sonics. Well, I don't... And I, then, I mean, I don't know. I played it in 20 I disagree. Hard. Yeah, I like and then it. I also got, which I don't know where it's at, but I got World Class Leaderboard Golf. Ooh. The classic uh, that had the real audio in it or whatever. This I don't think has the real audio, but it's still kind of neat. So I got the games. I think these four games cost me ten bucks. So I got fifteen bucks in it. That's great. Good deal. I also picked up a. Uh, I didn't there bring. It is. There's world class oh. leaderboard golf. I must have it turned upside down. Yeah, world class leaderboard golf. I like this golf game. I also picked up a Sega Genesis or Mega Drive's uh, 32x for five bucks. Now the 32x didn't have any cables, uh, so I'm looking forward to trying it though. The uh, 30. I always consider the Genesis sort of like the. I know this. Technically, the Amiga CD32 was the brother system, but I, uh, I consider the the Genesis sort of the sister, the console sister of the Amiga. They have a lot of the same ports and stuff, so I'm kind of playing both sides of it. But yeah, those are my pickups this week. What do you think? He's yeah. so engrossed, he can't even comment. Yeah. Woo! Um, so, uh, that sounds great. Uh, I got, I think most of my pickups, you know, this is our, our first show back since I've been on vacation. Is that right, or did we do a show? With Stardust, I guess Stardust was my first show back since we went I think, on vacation. I think we did Stardust. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't been playing, or I haven't, I haven't been buying anything lately. But I have been playing. Uh, we shot some videos for uh, One Thousand Miglia. Uh, they yeah, had, I saw that. And Four by Four SUV Autocross, something like that. Uh, it's a game where they actually want you to flip your car, like. You know in Lotus where you, you hit the log to go over the thing? Well, in this game, you hit the log, you flip end over end, and then land on your feet to, uh, I, I, to cross I, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is that an arcade port? Uh, I, don't, I don't... It's definitely not... Uh, it's like Lotus-style view. Yeah, like, I remember I'm an arcade sure. game where they did that. So um, This is also a game where if you hit the log on the side, you go up on two wheels, like the front and the back wheel, and continue on like along. Like you're the Duke boys. Right. Uh, we also recorded just before the show um, so, uh, some Amigos plays videos of uh, Dragon's Layer One, Two, and Three. Um, I may not release Dragon's Layer Three. We didn't get far in that one, but I'm definitely going to release uh, Dragon's Layer that Two used to be and your, One. It was Dragon's Layer Three. Which one was that? Is that uh, that's not well, none two, of those are. I've never heard of Three. So that's just a continuation of the first two, right? It, it's it is none of those based are in the same warp. universe as Time Warp, which was two. Oh, hmm. yeah. So uh, we're, we got that stuff coming up. Uh, Dreamcatcher had is a great article up about um, it's called a little consolation about the CD32. So check that out. Made me um, sad. Like I said, all, all the stuff. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. We try and put something up every single day over on amigospodcast.com to fulfill your Amiga fix for the day. So uh, check all that stuff out. But I think it's now time to move on to the Three Stooges. Yes. Now before we start with the game. Aaron, okay. would you consider yourself to be a Three Stooges expert? Expert? No. Now, I know a guy who is. I, w I would say that I'm an aficionado. An aficionado. Yeah. Why don't you give us a quick uh, rundown of the, the history of the Stooges? Well, the, the history of the Stooges is, I mean, gosh, we could take a whole podcast, but I'll, I'll, I'll expedite it. Basically, the Stooges were a, a vaudeville act. Uh, uh, there's a guy named Ted Healy. He was, he was Ted Healy and his Stooges. And the original trio were Moe, Larry, and Shimp, right? S-H-I-M-P. S-H, I think it's E. S-H-E-M-P. Okay, Shimp, uh, that makes sense. Yes. For those of you, I don't know, I'm assuming, I think the Stooges were pretty much worldwide, but I could be wrong. So if you're not uh, familiar with the three Stooges, the, the, the ones you really need to know are Moe Howard. Uh, Moe was the guy with a bowl haircut, and he's sort of like their leader. Uh, then you've got Larry Fine, Larry, which is a uh, guy with a crazy haircut, and uh, then you've got some revolving stooges at that point. The number one stooge was uh, Curly Howard, or just Curly, uh, and he was the bald, kind of fat stooge. 
Then you had the like secondary stooges, which really it's not fair to Shimp because Shimp was an original stooge. Shimp is hard to explain. He's sort of got a crazy, like longer than Mo haircut, and he's he was sort of like he really wasn't anything like Curly. He was just his own stooge. Then you had uh, uh, Joe Besser, uh, who was a stooge. He, uh, he was sort of a tubby comedian. He was a he was sort of a, uh, a comedian that worked with uh, Abbott and Costello in their act. And he was pretty popular there, but he came over to the Stooges when Shimp died. And then you had the final guy, Curl, uh, Joe Dorita. He was the guy that went on tour with the Stooges. So back to the vaudeville. Uh, the Stooges had a vaudeville act. They ended up breaking away from Healy. And they went and signed a contract with Columbia, Columbia Motion Pictures, to make shorts. Uh, they made short films. Uh, for And basically, these would be showed like in in cinemas like in between movies before movies after movies race where you wherever you could stick them and uh, what around what time did the first shorts come out uh, the 1930s i believe were the, was it was when the first one came out it was it was either late 20s or early 30s it was pretty early on um the uh they made several hundred shorts uh the first bunch were with shimp uh and then shimp left the act and uh, wanted to go solo, and and did, and so they brought in Curly. Curly came in, and they made the the middle chunk, and probably their most popular stuff was with Curly. Uh, Curly uh, was a you know the big fat goof, and they they had good chemistry the three of them. Curly, unfortunately for him, he lived like he was like a, a 1940s John Belushi type. He was just crazy drinking, women, drugs craziness so anyway he ended up rendering him in bad health and uh he had to step down from stoogin and so the stooges asked shimp to come back shimp was actually having a successful solo career but he agreed to come back because he didn't want mo and larry to not have any means to support themselves do you think the two stooges just wouldn't have flown you got you had to have all three they would have gotten someone else i think shimp probably underestimated their draw but i mean at this point you've got to remember the stooges weren't a phenomenon they were popular but they weren't a the thing that they became. So Shimp came back for another long run and with the agreement that he would stay until Curly got better. Curly didn't get better, he passed away. And so Shimp ended up sticking with the act all, all the way up until he died. Now, uh, Curly died in 52 and Shimp died in uh, 55. And, and both died young. Curly was only 48 and Shimp was only 60. So they died pretty young. So at this point, uh, Mo and Larry looked for people to replace Shimp. Um, Shimp was, uh, a, like I said, they wanted someone more like Curly than Shimp. Uh, and so they got, uh, they looked around and they, they had their choices, but they didn't get the one they wanted. The studio wanted someone contracted to Columbia. And so they ended up bringing in uh, Joe Besser. Joe Besser, again, he'd been a pretty popular comedic figure on Avon Costello. And he had his own sort of thing. He came in. He is the only stooge that got the smack mo back effect. He got the fight back occasionally. Uh, but uh, uh, and their act was okay. So in '52, I believe Columbia just said, "Okay, you, you know, you fulfilled your contract. You're fired." And they mm -hmm. fired all three of them. And uh, or not '52; it would have been a little bit later than that. But anyway, they got 57. fired '57, something like that. Um, and so they went on the road. And Joe Besser couldn't go on the road; he had a sick relative. So they recruited a new stooge, Joe Dorita. Now at this time, he was another comedic figure, you know, a vaudeville guy. So at this point, they're traveling on a road show, doing their stooge stuff, and um, the all the Columbia shorts that were being played during these movies, they got sold to in the TV, uh, you know, and these became very popular, way more popular than the movies because more people were seeing them, and the popular ones were by far were the curly ones, and so they had Joe. They said, "Listen, why don't you shave your head?" And they renamed him Curly Joe Dorita. So when you hear Larry Moe and Curly Joe. Curly Joe was Joe Dorita, the last, the last dude. They toured forever. They they were the most popular act um, for a long time uh, on the road, and uh, right into the '60s. And then finally, uh, and now they were making more movies. They'd made some movies. They made more movies. Did they actually have feature length? They had featured like the Marx Brothers. Like they had like eight. Wow. eight. They had a lot. They what is the most famous? What's the duck soup of the Three Stooges? They did one color one. Uh, it was uh, uh, Snow White and the Three Stooges. That's the one that comes to mind. I'm not saying it's the best, 
but it was the one that was in color. That's what it pops in my head. Uh, they did a lot of cowboy stuff. They did everything all across the game. Would gamut. you say that, that most of their fame comes from just the television syndication of the shorts, though? Certainly. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the Stooges also did cartoons. They did, and they would shoot more footage that was in color for the cartoons, the little buffers, mm -hmm. and it was that so, mm -hmm. which was rare. I've seen some of those, and they're neat. Um, the Stooges, they toured and toured and toured. They were going to be, they constantly were getting booked to do movies and spots and guest appearances. And literally, right up to the last minute, when Curly had a, uh, or uh, Larry had a stroke, and Larry couldn't go anymore, his career was over. And so they replaced him with another guy. It gets a little hazy right through here, and eventually they had finally just had to shut it down. I think Mo uh, finally passed away. I think it was seventy-five, and when Mo finally died, so he had a long life. Um, and uh, but he, they stopped making stooge stuff around seventy. Uh, yeah, Mo died in '75. What did you think about it? That's a that's a 40 year run, you know, from 30 yeah. until. <clears throat> uh, but if you haven't seen the Stooges, basically these three goofs, they uh, go on these wacky adventures. You know, they're they're painters, they're doctors. They get mistaken for, you know, dignitaries, political dignitaries, whatever. Plus, they'll have fantasy stuff. They'll be like I said, Snow White and stuff like that. But the crux of their act is their wacky accident-prone behavior. They And they'll occasionally smack the crap at each other, you know, and uh, that's pretty much the gag. But it, it worked for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And so, taking all that forward, uh, in 87, uh, CinemaWare licensed the Three Stooges, which I believe was their first. We were talking about this earlier. It could have been their only licensed game. I don't know, but I think it maybe it was certainly their first. And, and they uh, produced, they outsourced the game to uh, uh, another firm. Uh, which w uh, was uh, incredible technologies, and 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 with tight overseeing from John Cutter, because they'd been burnt before when they outsourced uh, Defender of the Crown, and so John Cutter uh, was hovered over these people. From what I read, he was always present, and they produced uh, the Three Stooges, the game, which, like I said, came out in '87 on the original chipset, um, two discs. Uh, this was the first time you've played it, you said, right? That you ever played Oh, it. no, I played this many. I played, played this on a the, lot played on, on NES. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this was ported uh, to a few different systems. Um, in fact, more than I thought. And some of these I looked at, I was like, I can't believe that happened. According to what I saw, it's got an Apple II GS. Which GS, was that the color, nice color That's Apple the, It's II? basically the the Amiga version of the Apple II. Right. So that was the, the top end mm -hmm. of the Apple yeah. II. Yeah, yeah. Um, the C64, uh, the uh, Game Boy Advance, weird, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the uh, PC, I've seen the PC version. Eh. Now, yeah, there's there's a lot of Amiga games that get ported to the Game yeah, Boy Advance. I never realized that weird. before we started. Now, I read that there was a re-release of this for the PC, which I've not seen. Hmm. So I don't know what it looks like. I, I'm anxious to see it. It says here Sony PlayStation. Yes. I, it was you, a different type of game. I mean, it was, it was the same game, but... It had more. There was more stuff. Mm -hmm. The uh, um, and also they like the the Tandy got a special a special sound version for it, which I had that Tandy sound was better. Um, and then like I said, there's a digitally remastered version for the PC and Mac in 2002. So you gotta think that's a that's 15 years after the original was out. That's yeah. kind of wacky. Um, to sum up the game, uh, they wanted to make this the. And the reasoning behind this game was they wanted to make this like a board game, effectively. And so, uh, the crux of the game is you, you play the Stooges. At the beginning, there's a little cutscene where uh, an evil bad guy is taking over an orphanage because they can't pay their they can't pay the money that they're owed, and they've got to come up with five thousand dollars or the orphanage is shut down and all the kids are kicked out. And they allude to the fact that if you can make ten thousand dollars. You can make repairs on the on the orphanage as well as pay off the the money that's owed, and so that's the basis for what it, in essence is a is a group of mini games. Which is it's funny this game sort of is like a Wii game in a weird way. That's a, Wii games always have that mini game thing going on, or a, uh, like a Mario Party, or a Mario Party game. Yeah, uh, you you pick you almost randomly pick different events. And then you do those events. Yeah. Right? The only difference is that in Mario Party there are hundreds of mini games. That's true. Again, two discs, eighty-seven. So mm -hmm. you got to give it a little bit of leeway on that. But yes, and more games would have been great. Mm -hmm. I would like to, this game would. There's two things this game could use to make it real to update it. It would be great. 
more events, multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, make it like a true board game. Right. That would be awesome. It would be great. This game screams for multiplayer. Yeah, it really does. But you, uh, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the game, the you uh, come to a screen where there are like five squares, five or six squares, and a hand moves between the different squares. And you and some will have like a money sign, and some will have jobs, some will have like a trivia notice, and some will have mouse traps on them. And some will also have the, the banker will come up occasionally. So your hand moves around. You hit the button to stop the hand. Well, if you stop the hand, it randomly moves. If you stop the hand on a job, you go to do that job. And that's a mini game. If you stop the hand on money, the guys just walk over, they find a little bit of money. If you fi- if you stop your hand on the bag the banker, he'll take some money. If you if you stop your hand on a mouse trap, the mouse trap swings open and knocks and basically cuts off a finger. And when you run out of fingers on your hand, game over. It's and, not very graphic. Don't it's No, yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> Cartoon. Right, right, right. Uh, and uh, I mean, in essence, that's the game. You've got, uh, I believe you've got 30 days. I think you've got 30 days to, to, to get the money. And if you get the money, you get one of three endings. Either you don't get the money or you lose all your fingers, you get the bad ending where the guy forecloses on the orphanage and just sits there and cackles. Yeah, that's that's correct. You've got 30 days to earn yeah. enough money. So um, if you watch our playthrough, we, we were about... Probably, I think we were ten, 10, days. 10 days in. And he wasted three of those. We were four. doing pretty well. I wasted four. Yeah. We had seventeen hundred so bucks. We might have had a shot. Yeah. Um, the banker's name. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I Fleesum. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 Stooges had this thing for these bad puns, and they like do we cheat them and how mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The old the uh, uh the the lawyers, but uh, uh so you but the the endings are number one, you don't get the money foreclosure. And I, I, you know how when we were playing the playthrough, the game just sort of stopped and sat there while he laughed. I remember that happening to me. I don't know if sure you can, even on the Amiga you could get out of that. And then secondly, you could make enough money to pay off the mortgage, but you but not make repairs. And so they just basically thank you. And then the third ending, the good ending, if you no, get no, there's two more endings. Okay, there's one where you just repair the house. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then for if you if you get ten thousand bucks, then you pay off the mortgage and repair the orphanage. Right, and and you get and but then you get the wedding. You get to marry the orphanage owners' daughters. I assume it, but they're their daughters. Anyway, I guess they you they're very impressed with your money, and they marry you. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> that, is, that is weird. Uh, but uh, and that's the game. the uh, The mini games in it are. The, where the gameplay comes in, everything. Else but would, before we start the oh. mini games, uh, something that's neat is that the the board is actually a board game. It's a one way strip of squares. So the squares that you get on day one are always going to be those squares. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and on the original game, if you look at the manual, there's a card and it lays out the first thirty squares for you. Hmm. I know that I, I have my buddy has a copy of this game. I've never owned it. And it's the manual in this thing's robust. Mm-hmm. It's a very robust manual with a lot of history and stuff in it. That's neat, though. Again, it goes back to the what they were after. Yeah, that's there's a, a, a hundred. There's 180 spaces on this board. It's a one-way track. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and something else I read that the uh, the bad guy in it was based. Uh, now, of course, I read this. I don't know because I've never seen what this guy looks like, but it was based on their old manager, the evil guy that Ted Healy, that was their original manager. They sort of took that likeness mm-hmm. and brought it over. Um, before we talk about the mini games, let's just talk about the graphics and the music. What did you guys think? Spectacular. Yeah, the best graphics of any licensed title uh, that I've seen on the Amiga. An '87, very old, very early in the run of the Amiga. It looks great. Yeah, um, smooth animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's clever. Repetitive sound, but very yeah, good sound. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about. I guess we should touch this before we go any further. When this game starts on the Amiga. Uh, the game loads up and it, and it says Defender of the Crown in big beautiful letters just like the opening of Defender of the Crown and the music starts dun 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 and then the Stooges walk in and they talk They're like what is this a kids game mm-hmm. and then Mo goes you idiots and he smacks both those guys and then the game turns over to three Stooges and he says this is more like it and they walk off so it's a it, it makes you believe that you're loading up the wrong game. Yeah, that there's been a mistake, you know, in Cinemore sent you the wrong game in the package or something. Now I'd heard that on the uh, on the Nintendo version, it's it's Ghostbusters two was yes. the game that comes right. up. And I never understood that as a kid. I just thought I was like, well, that's weird. And then I went on. It's a good. It's a good gag because though. Cinemaware, I, maybe the publisher of the NES, you know, was that put out by Activision on there? I didn't know what enough the, about the industry to. I think to Activision those had Ghostbusters too. Yeah, it, there was some licensing thing, but mm. 
uh, or maybe Defender Crown just wasn't on the NES. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, but so the graphics, the, the the caricatures of the Stooges are are great. I mean, yes. they could not be better. Mm-hmm. They're cute little guys. They look like the Stooges, mm-hmm. but they're you know, the art is stylistically done in a way that it's just beautiful. It's cute. It's lush. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's they do a great job. The way the guys move is good. Uh, this is one of the early games to have. It's one of the, one of Cinemaware's first games, maybe the first to have digitized graphics in it. They took stills from the show and they took uh, audio from the show. And the way the game starts, it looks like the, an old new an old movie real starting. It counts down, mm-hmm. you know, which is awesome. So everything about this game screams like the little touches were there. Uh, the uh, the reason this game was even brought forth was because uh, Robert Jacob was a you know he was the guy that was running Cinemaware and he wanted to make games based on movies and old properties. He was a Stooges guy, and he thought this would be a perfect game to bring out. The IP wasn't real expensive at the time, and uh, it worked. <laughs> he brought it out, and uh, it was a labor of love. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the mini games. Which which ones did you like? Which ones did you didn't like? Well, <clears throat> the hospital game's fun. The the swerving the doctor game I guess is actually what it is swerving in and out picking up trying to collect the goodies mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of cheese it though if you just stay behind the nurse um, that is losing the equipment mm-hmm. uh, and you go at a moderate pace which is fast enough to get to the end and really getting to the end is where you're gonna have to pick up your money because uh, I think you get like fifteen dollars for every second that's left and you start with ninety nine seconds so. Uh, you can kind of cheese that one, but if you don't cheese it and try to collect things while avoiding the guys on the crutches and stuff like that, fun mini game. Yeah, my I uh, like that one. Yeah, I like the the doctor mini game. I like the the the, the chowder mini game. Uh, we didn't get to that one on the Amigos. Which plays. a lot of people hate that one. I like any kind of whack a mole type scenario. Yeah. So um, I can tell you my least favorite game is the one, the other one that we didn't get to on the Amigos plays, the boxing. Boxing, yeah. Uh, to me, that's very frustrating. It's the the platforming is very reminiscent of the storming the fort in North and South. <laughs> that always that's inexorably linked in my mind. Those you know, two those two games. The sad thing is, if the episode of that uh, is a great episode, very iconic Stooges episode where. I mean, it's just like the game. Curly is fighting the champ. He has to last so many rounds for them to get paid. And Curly can only fight when he hears Pop goes the weasel. And so, the whole in the, in the short, here's Larry trying to get there. You know, they break his violin. Mm-hmm. By the way, Larry was a violinist. He could actually do that. And Larry, all those guys, you know, all the Marx Brothers and all those guys, they were all Well, any vaudeville guys, yeah. yeah. They, they could do it all. And also, Larry was a superb dancer, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. Uh, but that boxing minigame, and the thing is, it... The, the elements are there to, that could have been a good game but it was just poorly executed that was the weakest game I agree with you do you what do you would you say that no I think the oyster one is the I, soup. I like the oyster one it's also wacky yeah uh, my favorite I like curly's big face above the bowl yeah and... my favorite is the pie throwing I always like that was hilarious mm-hmm. and, and and also it's good to hit those stuffed shirts with the pie mm-hmm. um I, I, I the doctor one I think's good and but the pie is my favorite uh, but it really, I, I like, and I like beating the crap out of the Stooges. One thing we should mention is there's a game where you just, the square is just Mo putting, sticking his fingers in Curly's eyes. And if you pick that, they just go to this empty area and you can beat the tar out of, uh, you play Mo and you beat up Larry and Curly. And they'll try to duck and dodge, but if you hit them enough, that's how you slow the hand down on the on the chart. So when it moves, it'll go slower and you, it's easier not to get your fingers ripped off by the mousetrap. And I, I love beating the crap out of those guys, and you can sell in the in the game. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Really, I mean, I, a lot of people. This game, there are people that it's a lot like the Stooges themselves. Someone famous said there are people that like the Stooges, and then there are people that wonder why other people like the Stooges. This game is like that. Some people do not like this game. They do not like it, and some people love it. I'm in the love it camp. It's it's better than the sum of its parts. And the mini games of all the mini games, right? I think there's only one dud, and I think the dud is the is the boxing one. And even it, it can be sort of fun. I stink at it, and I've never seen one do well at it. No, I've ever. Never, I've never beaten it. You know, uh, so I'm in the camp that likes it. I uh, do agree with you. That this game is definitely more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that it's a great game. I think it's a good game, um, and I think that it it's better than Defender of the Crown. 
it's the games are more playable than any of the even the boxing game plays better than any of the games on Defender of the Crown in terms of knowing what you're doing and being able to accomplish it. Um, so I think that it was a bold statement. Sir. I think it was a win for CinemaWare in that regard. Um, but if you put it up against uh, you know a non a non CinemaWare title, I think it, it falls a little flat. My biggest issue with the game. Actually, I have lots of issues with the game. I, I This is a game I would not go back to and play again and again. Um, I think it has very little replayability. Um, the pacing is so slow. For, some, for, for a license that is so slapstick and in your face, at least, you know, in, in bursts, uh, you, you pick your square... And then they slowly walk to the next scene. And then they talk about what they're going to do. And you can't skip it. And then you get to play something fun for a minute and a half. And then you pick your next square. Mm -hmm. I will say that the NES version removes a lot of the loading times and the general slowness. Yeah. But at the sake of not looking as good. So well, they... and but here's the downfall. If you remove that stuff... Then you get sick of the mini games before you're even done with 30 days. Yeah, well. the uh, I can't deny anything you said. The the load times, and that was a, a very uh, that was that was a complaint that was issued quite a bit was that the load times were rough. Were rough. Plus the non-skippable. Here's I'm torn on that part. I understand why you wouldn't like it, but that part sort of made that's the part of it that makes it sort of cinematic. You're walking to the spot. I know you see it over and over. I'll grant you that, but. Uh, uh, I can understand what people. And it would be different if you, when you were walking to the spot, like you would, you could see anything other than a block or a brick wall. You know, it would have been great if they was like a shot of them walking through a park or something like that. Yeah, and, I agree. I mean, there's sometimes they walk through different areas, but yeah, it, 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 a lot of times there's not much to look at. So uh, there you go. Those are, and I can't. I love the game, but I can't deny both those are true. They're, this the is a, ties are brutal. This is an excellent game to play once. I, you know, I found myself going back to it. I, I went back to it years and years and years. It's one of the when I found out about Amiga emulations, the first thing I loaded up was Three Stooges. I play it. I don't know. It's it's a guilty pleasure of mine that I, I can't deny. Yeah, I I, I I I played this game a lot, and I I would go back to it and play it again. But the faults are definitely there. Let's. I want to touch on the, the here's just something wacky that I want to touch on. Let's talk about the people that made this uh, incredible technologies. All right. This is a wacky company. Uh, they're still around, uh, and and for a big reason, they are the golden tea people. Oh, <laughs> so a lot of people, you know, I, you can kind of see that even back back then. Uh, they they make the very popular golf series, but I was looking down the list. I went to their website just to do a little research, and their history and stuff. It's not that big a deal, but the games they've made up to a point are real wacky. I was I just wanted to touch on a couple of these. They had a Turbo Graphics release, and it was a game called Battle Royale. And it, this game is sort of has a following. Uh, I've got a Turbo Graphics, and this is one of the ones I looked at to get. I, I don't know much about it, but I've heard people talking about it. Uh, they made a lot of uh, they made some uh, PlayStation stuff, but the things I like, they made Ducktales on the uh, on the Amiga. They only had a few Amiga releases, and Ducktales was one. It's not a good game. It's nothing. The like Quest the for the Gold. Yeah, it's yeah nothing I, like the NES. I kind of I kind of figured that, and they also had. Um, a thing called Balance of Power, but they also did a game we covered, Winter Games. Oh, okay. And they did they did Winter Games, which I thought was wacky, and that's all they did for the Amiga. But they did a bunch of other crazy stuff. They did some C sixty four stuff too. But their arcade stuff, they released a lot of stuff in the arcade, right? And a lot of stuff you probably wouldn't think twice about. Right? Capcom Bowling was theirs. Huh. Well, here's an interesting uh, interesting fact. Yeah. Um, the first. Uh, arcade game I ever owned was Golden T ninety seven, and it came in a Capcom bowling cabinet. <laughs> that so, is why. Did yeah. you know? So you knew about them making? No, I had oh, no idea. Well, there it you just, go. Yeah. They also made, and I love this game. I know you loved it. Time Killers was was what was one of theirs. That's a fighting game, right? Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Strata and time, but that was that that was one of theirs. They did Hard Yardage. You remember that one? Yes. That's yeah. because it had the same graphic, digitized graphic type yeah. stuff, right? They did Bloodstorm, which is a sequel to Time Killers. Ooh. I've always heard that, <laughs> I, again, I can't, I always heard that Time Killers 
I think we may have covered it somewhere way, way back. That Time Killers had Amiga-based hardware in it to a certain degree. But I remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I may have disproved it in that episode. I can't remember. <laughs> but here's the crowning jewel to the incredible technologies uh, is they they made Street Fighter the movie. And that was one of theirs. Oh, wait a minute. Wow. Wait a minute. Does that also... No, no. Scroll down there. Uh, Ninja Clowns? Yep. That Strata. is a great game. I've not, I've not heard of that one. Uh, rim rocking. Oh, basketball. Okay, that's not yeah, what you I can thought see it was. That, you see they also made Peggle, but not the Peggle that you know. It's a different Yeah, they, they, they did a lot then of stuff. Then they kind of went sportsy. Well, I, I cut it off here because after this, it was like Golden Tea, Golden Tea mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. Son of Golden mm-hmm. Tea, Golden Tea Strikes Back, mm-hmm. more Golden Tea, Golden Golden, golden Tea, we're just swimming in money. Yeah. Nin- Ninja Clowns is a, a, a Final Fight type game. Oh, okay. Uh, and it actually, it's sort of like. Uh, Sunset Fighter, or oh, I can't remember the game. Sunset name. Riders. Riders. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So they they've got a there again. Here's a company that's still around. So and they had they had several Amiga releases. So good for them, you know. They're doing something right. Um, I looked this up on eBay. This game is by far of all the games we've covered. This is the easiest one to get hold of, uh, and I'm not surprised. The, it's a it, the box is cool looking. The UK box, I guess maybe it was a rewrite. It's kind of a it's kind of duddy. I was the, the un, what the it, not duddy a dud. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the the American race was this bright yellow box. It looked like a a, a a movie bill in the front, you know. And it's real cool looking. Uh, the UK one was sort of that, but it was like surrounded by like a silver box. So I'm guessing maybe it was a re-release or mm. something like that. This thing's also in bundles, but I didn't see the bundles for sale. Anyway, in the, U- in the U.S., 30 to 70 bucks shipped. You can take one home, U.S. dollars. U.K., 25 I saw them all ranging all the way up to 100 I didn't see any that didn't have the box and all the stuff. Everything, so there was no discs-only versions. So it's a, it's an easy pickup uh, if you wanted it. Um, I don't think this had a company release. That it. I don't remember it having one, but I, I could be wrong. I think you're right. I think I would have downloaded yeah. and played it before. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, again, we think we pretty much touched on it, but I, I give it a thumbs up. Oh, what about, did you check on any uh, reviews? Any? Uh, there, oh, I did, actually. Uh, the reviews were... Spectacular. They were, they were mixed, in all uh, honesty. They were from, the lowest were in the 70s, yeah. and the highest were in the 90s. Yeah, like... So, uh, so uh, mostly positive. Yeah, and mostly, it's funny, I looked at all the magazines I saw reviewing this were real obscure. I didn't see the big ones. I don't know what that, maybe they weren't around in 87. It's true. You know, so I don't know. I'd be interested to see if this, like I said, I'd be interested to see that remastered version, see what that looks like. Oh, I sh- I, one last thing I should mention, uh, the the uh, Three Stooges movie that was out a few years ago, which it's funny, I, we just talk, I just saw this movie probably a month ago. I just watched it for the first time, and it's it's pretty good. It's definitely in the spirit of the Stooges. I, and, this movie has a, we could do a podcast on the history of this film trying to get it made. Because at first, this had Mel Gibson was attached. It had all the big, all these big stars were attached to this movie. And they've slowly fallen out over the years. It was a Coen Brothers movie. Hmm. Uh, and uh, what you had left were th- uh, three guys that did an, a phenomenal job. The script was good. It was as three stooges as you could get. And it was directly based on the game. The exact plot of the game is the plot of the movie, <laughs> so that's kind of neat. I yeah. mean, it, I mean, I don't know if they actually, I don't know, but I mean, it's and it's a pretty generic plot. Granted, it's but, also the plot of the Blues Brothers. Sort of. There's an orphanage. They don't get to marry anybody. Same. They go to jail. Plus, they're crooked. Three Stooges are crooked. Where's <laughs> the? Um, and that's you know. So the movie I recommend if you're a Three Stooges fan. Not everyone's gonna like it, but I thought it was good. Have you guys seen the movie? I have not. No. No. Now, Bo, you told me you've never seen a Three Stooges. I've never short in your seen life. a Three. The only thing I know from the Three Stooges is the NES game, and when they were on the new Scooby Doo Adventures, the same one that Phyllis Diller and all those people were on. I find that utterly baffling, and I'll tell you why. I was talking to my buddy at work. I said I'm going to review the Three Stooges then on a podcast. He goes, "The Three Stooges. I love those guys." That he's he's about he's four, twelve. He's four years older than me, you know, and everyone of our age. Knows the Three Stooges and the Little Rascals. Have you ever seen Little Rascals? No. Our gang, Alpha no. Alpha, nothing. The uh, when we were young in America, these shows were on all the time in the mornings. Every morning before school, Three Stooges, Little Rascals, they were on all the time. 
And so everyone of, of my generation, pretty much, I'd say my generation, did you, do you remember watching when you were a kid? I did not. I, I know of them. I was a casual viewer, but I definitely never went out of my way to watch either. I'd, I'd say everyone from my generation back knows the Three Stooges. I'd, I'd, well, I know who they are. No, and, and, and knows them intimately and watched them, you know, that's and, a, that's and, a, and loves them. Or at least has seen some of their stuff. The uh, uh, they've got a they've got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and when it was unveiled, it was the biggest crowd ever to watch someone get a star. So that shows you. And this was like '93 or something. They won an MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. That shows you the span of guys that started in the '30s. You know. Well, they were they, a lot of people consider them trailblazers too. Even though really they just did what the people before them were doing. They did it very well, and they did it for a long time. Well, really, what, who was doing this before them? Well, I mean, it's, I mean I'm sure it's, there were vaudeville acts where people pretended like they hit each other. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just slapstick. Who could say? But it it worked. It stuck. It, you know, a lot of vaudeville acts. You ask kids now, there's a better chance people know who they are than Abbott and Costello or any of those other vaudeville acts. Well, yeah, because I mean, there was a movie that just came out. Well, Abbott and Costello. Pretty famous, aren't they? No, not, I, no, do you think not kids these days you. know anything about Abbott Abbott Costello? Costello had tons of movies. Tons and tons. Yeah, but not in the last decade. Well, that's true. I guess I'm old, fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know who they are. I listen to a lot of radio shows with them in it, too. So, there you go. Oh, and they also made a sneak, sneaky quick uh, appearance in Mad, 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 Mad World. That's a pretty popular movie, so have you ever seen that? Look for the studio. Well, you know, I'm going to challenge your knowledge. Well, you'll... Probably okay. Let's have it. I'll All give right. it a shot. And, and uh, John, it'll be interesting to hear what you think the answer to these are. Although these are, to be fair, more of the the actors than their characters. All right. <clears throat> now this first one, Aaron. I know you're gonna know, but you sort of mentioned it. But let's see if John was paying attention. <laughs> what are what, we doing? Where? What type of therapy? Was Larry given for an acid burn he received as a child? Is a, this in real life? Or yes. Not? Okay, okay. Yes, these are all. It's the like actors. it's kind of dark for a Stooges <laughs> short. Hey, let's he burn later. Larry with acid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he later became Two-Face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what treatment did he receive? Was it violin lessons? A, B, swimming, C, boxing, or D, running? What do you think, Aaron? Uh, he asked I you. Should, maybe yeah, I should answer first. Well, we know that he plays the violin. But he probably does all those other things, too. I'm going to say violin. And? I'm going to say boxing. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Wow. No. It was violin. Oh! Who's the Stooges <laughs> well, expert said violin. I don't want to take his uh, answer. Larry's father ran a jewelry shop. And as part of his job, he would test the metals to see if they had, were gold, you know, by putting the acids on them. Uh, when Larry was a child, he picked up one of the bottles, thinking it was something to drink, and his dad slapped it out of his hands, but before he, he got there in time, he had spilled some of the acid on his mm. arm. Uh, he, when they took him, they had to take him to the doctor. It was bad. I mean, they had to put skin grafts on his arm the whole nine yards. And uh, the doctor said, look, to get the strength in that arm up, take up the violin. Hmm. It'll really help him out. It worked. Which, well, and that is also the, the him having the violin in the show. Yeah, yeah I knew he could actually, actually play. Yeah. My Stradivarius, he <clears> says, <throat> is the thing is broken. Uh, which is always odd. I th you'd think they'd just be able to sell the Strad and get the money for the orphanage, but I guess well. <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, all right, here's one, Aaron. I feel confident that you will know. Uh, uh, what is Curly's first name? Is it A, Gerard, B, Jerome, C, James, or D, Jeffrey? Oh, boy. Curly's first name. I know Moe's first name. Uh, read those again. Let me have read those names again real quick. A, Jeffrey and what was Jerome. Uh, or, I'm sorry. A, Gerard. B, Jerome. C, James. Or D, Jeffrey. Let's go with B. Gerard. I, I believe 
Uh-oh. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> it appears that I've actually forgot to answer this myself, but I'm almost sure the answer is Jeffrey. If someone could quickly look that up in Aaron's notes. First page. It's not on the first page. Uh, okay, no, several it's... pages in. So we have to look up your trivia answers? <laughs> That's what makes it fun. We, we should win by default. <laughs> His real name is Jerome. So I Jerome. Got it. Oh, Here's the trivia bit that, that I got <laughs> nice so work. excited. So I was right. I got so excited. You I missed your own trivia answer. answer. Curly was sometimes called Jerry or Babe. Being the baby of the family, Mother Jenny would affectionately call him Curly, my baby. Uh, his brothers used this to tease him and eventually came up with the other nickname of Babe. <clears throat> uh, it stuck, and Mo would often call him by Babe. Yeah, I've heard, that I've heard. Can you imagine a big guy like that calling him Babe? What, <laughs> like Babe Ruth. Well, yeah. So, which stooge owned a furniture store? A. Larry, B. Curly, C. Moe, or D. Shep? Shemp. I think it was Shemp. I'm going to go with Moe. He seems like a furniture store. It actually was Moe. Oh, good job. Uh, when he was released by Columbia Pictures in 1957, he said, oh. I'm going to sell furniture. And that's what I learned did. that from the last episode of The Wonder Years. That's what his dad There you go. Do. He had the furniture store. He, oh, actually, I guess I should get the door. That's okay. I will quiz Aaron right. for the final question. Oh. All right, Aaron. Okay. This is one that we even talked about earlier tonight. All right. Not on the podcast. How many different trivia questions are there in the Three Stooges game? Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, oh, oh uh, I get that. Yeah, I will give you some choices here. A, 35. Uh, B, 64. Uh, C, 71. Or D, 94. I'm going to go with 64. You are correct. There were 64 yeah. questions in the game. Um the way this was found out, because, you know, you could, 64 is a huge number to randomly pick up on. Right. Uh, people throughout the years actually took hex editors and opened up the game to look to see the trivia questions, and uh, they're just there in plain text. Yeah, that's, and that's awesome. That's how we know how many there are. Beautiful. And and they're, I, like, I like the fact that there's trivia in the game. It, uh... It, you know, there's a certain amount of love that went into the game. Like I said, it has its shortcomings, granted, but it's a heartfelt thing. In fact, uh, I believe it was Moe's widow came and saw, or came, or it might have been his daughter, but came to the studios and looked at the game and was and was wet, wept. With, she loved it so much. And she they, This was fully endorsed by the Stooges' families, and it was uh, a very popular. There was no them. question it was true to its source material. Mm. Yeah. Which, you know... You can't say about a lot of uh, games. The vast majority of games with television or movie licenses yeah. are not uh, not so. Mm. Well, uh, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Uh, we'd like to thank Loggins, Jonas Rulo, Colbjorn Barman, Tales from or Tapes from the Crypt. I do that every week. Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, Zach Zimmerman, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, Brent Dowdy, and our newest contributor, uh, Lauren Giroux. And we hope that Lauren and all of our fans in France are doing okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that sucks. We're, we're thinking of you. Mm. Um, next week, we are going to take a look at the arcade shooter Silkworm. Oh. So that's one see, of... See, now I'm going to have to come back. Yeah. Too good to miss. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you then. Until next time. Adios. Adios.